listening to Legacy Lawyers, hosted by Michael Haslam and Nathan Croxford. Hi, everyone. This is like one of those shows the volume or the level of excitement. Yeah. It's like way up on super stoked to be here. Well, I'm looking at reverse. So you got it opposite. Oh, do I have it the wrong way? Yeah, so, so that's low. Like that's this. high. Mm-hmm. This is high? Yeah, that's high. Okay. Yeah. You have a cold mic? Your voice sounds deeper. No, I don't have a cold, but I do have a throat issue. So. A throat issue? Yeah. I, like I a slept, tumor? I slept with my mouth open and. Oh. So right you out snored. My I don't know if I, no, my, my wife can confirm I didn't snore, but I mm. just didn't sleep well. Oh. I'm sorry. So I don't know. Just sound deeper today kind of but i don't know hopefully i'm not getting sick because that would be crappy i got stuff to do between now and the end of the year i think you have like 15 minutes (laughs) that hasn't yet been filled that's free time (laughs) 15 minutes so if you're gonna be sick you have you have 15 minutes to recover yeah there's that one day on december 10th where i got that 15 minute window we're both like it's insane i mean it's good insane it's good but yeah it's good we're we got this we got this but it's gonna be a it's gonna, gonna be crawl a out of here of the for year. the holiday break yeah well well nathan um you need some time off right because you got like a special surgery coming up i knew you were gonna be brutal about this <laughs> Don't you have like this? Well, I mean, then afterwards, we're going to have to give you like a new nickname after the surgery. I don't know. Half man, half something else. (laughs) Now you've got everybody's interest peaked. How long can we take this? How long can we go without saying the other half? Well, the description of the podcast might have gave it away. (laughs) <laughs> well we still haven't put that out there so we can decide what the description is yeah. half man half dot dot dot, dot, dot. <laughs> well i mean half pig yeah like i mean if the majority of your body is from a pig i mean <laughs> can you still say you're it's not just... going to be the majority of my body. I'm going in for a kidney transplant. I'm receiving a kid, a, a pig kidney. People are like, "What?" <laughs> You're getting. A, he's not really getting a kid. Uh, no, I'm saying it. A, a pig kid pigney. A kid pigney. A kid um, pigney. He's not really getting a pig kidney, but he could if he wanted to. Well, maybe. Uh, early indications seem to point that way. So um, I don't know if you watched the video on this I didn't. surgery where a U.S. surgeon experimentally transplanted a pig kidney into a human. But just to kind of 
lead in here. This is not a human that's walking around with a pig kidney because <clears throat> he is a, I don't even know if they identified if it's a he or a she, but I think it's a he. Um, he is someone who, for reasons that weren't outlined, is brain dead and has no chance of recovery. And his family consented to an experiment because he had indicated that he wanted that he was an organ donor. And I think he'd also indicated that he wanted his remains donated to science. So based on those two things, um, which we're going to talk about, because those are things you can actually put into your planning. Mm. Teaser, teaser. But because he'd indicated those two things, his family consented to allow this experimental procedure because the, the scientific reason is, and the reason given, you know, for why we would even want to try this is a, can we get the organ of another species to function in a human being? And the reason why we might want to do that is because the need yeah. for transplants is higher transplants than transplants is higher than the than the amount of people that we have dying leaving viable organs so if we can go and then there was even they went further and talked about with pigs we use them and this could be controversial for some people but um pigs we use them for food we use them for other products um probably the organs are not being used for well I right, don't know. right now we we do use pig heart valves well humans. that's true they did mention that that we have yeah, there is a precedent for using doing this pig um tissues and organs for um other to, to treat humans but the idea is if we're, if we don't have to waste the kidneys and they could actually be transplanted into humans to help somebody who, because it's been shown that your life expectancy and your quality of life improved dramatically with a kidney transplant over remaining on dialysis if you're having major, major kidney problems. So that's kind of the, the impetus for this. Um, well, so it's interesting just need to point this out so it's not like i don't know if you watched the video but they showed kind of a um they showed kind of a cartoon drawing of how this worked and it's he didn't have the pig kidney actually implanted in his body they had it it's been it's on his leg and then they have it covered with some sort of covering that makes it so they can watch it, observe it. Um, they're taking biopsies off it every 12 hours and looking at it under a microscope to see what kinds of changes are happening in it. But the cool thing is that um, it was functioning like a kidney should, and it was producing urine and and it was doing everything that need to do. The other thing that we have to point out that will make it so that people understand like that we're not just talking about some crazy fantasy thing. 
is that they did do some genetic, um, what did they call it? Genetic editing on this. Editing? Kidney so that they, so that it would uh, be more, um, it would match up better with human DNA. So I don't know the ins and outs of that. But so, and anyway. that's where I get like a little, this is different than the pig valves and this is different than Yeah, because I don't think they do food. anything with the pig valves. I mean, I don't think they're doing anything to genetically modify the. Yeah, and there's a statement valve. in the article that says that just because we can do something doesn't mean that we should and the ethical issues are still unexplored and that that's up to like the medical community and the and, and society at large to have those discussions and medical ethics people and research ethics people and all that stuff so that those issues are all kind of here it was just let's make the genetic edits to this kidney Let's put it in this person who is brain dead and not going to recover because he's already indicated that he wanted this kind of stuff done to advance science if he was ever in this condition. And so they did it. And the news is that it's not rejecting, it's functioning the way it should. And so that's promising from the medical standpoint. There's still lots of other questions Um that need to be answered, but so well, I would not want this operation because I would not want to wear the pig kidney on my leg, like, uh, <laughs> like some sort of a, like you have to wear like, um, cargo shorts and keep the pig kidney in your pocket. Kind of like how you have like, a. am uh, going to violate HIPAA and out you as a diabetic here. Um, okay. I'm not violating HIPAA because I'm not a healthcare yeah. provider, but you are you, violating you it. have like six or seven machines connected to your body <laughs> at all times that, and you're poking yourself or one, but six or seven. Yeah. One, one that that's actually a double machine, right? It's a monitor and a, yeah, it's true. Monitor. It does both. It monitors my blood sugar and gives me insulin. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to be like, well, I think if they like have a Nathan, small they Ferrari would, attached to your, what? It's like having a small Ferrari attached to your side. Like that's how much it costs. <laughs> they, they do cost a little bit, yeah. especially if your insurance doesn't cover any of it, then you're really, but it improves uh, your quality of life and it oh, it's amazing. prolongs your kidney function, it, right? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Kidney cause diabetic diabetes is not good for your kidneys it's not good for a lot of your organs yeah um so and that's the thing like kidney failure is a big deal like once your kidneys toast it's i have cousins that were both born with kidney defects and thankfully it's a cut it's a family of a lot of kids and so two of the brothers as these two cousins aged two of my other cousins from the same family their brothers so I have cousins who have each received kidney donations, transplants from their brothers in the same family. Wow. And it's dramatically increased their quality of life and um, their longevity. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, this is incredible, but yeah, I think it brings up some really interesting ethical issues, totally brings up some questions about 
you know, how far do we go with that? And um, I think Nathan, they won't leave if they actually did this for. They're not going to sew it to my leg. I don't, I think they'll just put it where the other one was. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, but, but it could be yeah, kind of. I mean, like- this was because it was research. They put it behind. It's interesting because they put it behind some sort of transparent covering so they could actually see the appearance of the kidney and watch it function, which has got to be pretty amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. So who knows, maybe in like five years, that's the new, that's the new way to repair a kidney yeah and why are we other organs well because i think i already teased that too we should have we should have we're debating if we should have went to medical school instead of law school right Mm, i would have had no issues with the with the kind of being on the inside of a human being part i have no issues with that like i have i watched my own um, surgery wisdom teeth wisdom tooth extraction and it involved cutting my gums open i watched it with a mirror yeah and i have I zero problems with that i, can, I can't do any of that i, I would have been out mm-hmm. i have no doubts that i should not have went like you pass out right i you know i look away before it gets to that point but, but you I would pass out I, I i could see that happening mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't have any qualms about that so I could have done that. The problem for me is I'm going to disclose something that people may or may not know about me, but I can't do math to save my life. Like, so the amount of math and chemistry that would have been involved in getting through undergrad to even get to medical school would have been a problem. Um, but I never really aspired to be a doctor, but I think I actually would have been a decent doctor. I think you would have been great. (laughs) I mean, there's reasons I say that, that we don't have time to go into, but, and I'm sure my wife would disagree, but, uh, but I, I happen to think that, and I'm glad that you agree that I would have made a, I would have made an outstanding position. Mm -hmm. So if we didn't bring this up to determine to, you know, second guess our career choices, <laughs> what, why well, didn't we bring it up, Nathan? <laughs> because and I'll tell them, and then you're going to have to give the disclaimer. Cause we definitely need to okay. do that before we launch into any serious discussions, but it's okay. because this is actually an area, not pig kidneys, not having pig kidneys sewn to your leg, but, um, Deciding what you would want to have happen in a healthcare setting if you are unable to make those decisions for yourself. That's one of the things that we help people um, nail down when they do their estate planning. Mm -hmm. The other thing we do is how would you like your, what would you like to have happen to your remains? Do you want to be buried? Do you want to be cremated? Do you want to have you heard of tree pods? Um, I have one. Um, it's like this little stand I put my trees no, on. No, no, on no, my no. Front porch. No no. Or... no, no, no. No, I learned about this recently. This is fun. Um, you know how when you say somebody died, so they're feeding the tree. Mm-hmm. 
Well, this is, you can really feed a tree. So it's a green burial. I don't know if you've heard of that. A green burial is that you don't get embalmed and you have to be buried, I think, within 48 hours of passing away. Oh. And they bury you. And the idea is that you're not causing any kind of damage to the environment with the embalming fluids and so forth that they use that are toxic. So, but the tree pod is taking the green burial one step further and it's basically a green burial where they then plant a tree directly above you and you're in kind of a pod that will break down over time. And so you are, it's not a figurative thing. You are literally, literally feeding the tree. So I've had clients choose that. Oh, you have? Um, Yes. I don't think I've had anyone do that. Yep. Um, this one's kind of gross, but there's also a non, uh, there's a type of uh, cremation type procedure that doesn't involve burning the body because some people are worried about the carbon emissions that are associated with an actual cremation. And so they put you in some sort of a vat and they dissolve you with chemicals. Oh, like you see on like the murder shows when they're trying to get rid of the body. Yeah, but this is like legit stuff. <laughs> yes, but this is like for non-murdered people. Oh, this is like and, legit, like legal version. Yeah, this is legal. But it, then that one makes me wonder, well, then how's that different than in burial and embalming? Because if they're using chemicals to basically dissolve your body, that sounds pretty toxic and problematic. Anyway, those are all things and there's more, but one of the things that you can do is say, I want my body donated to science. Mm -hmm. Um, Medical school universities that have medical schools usually provide forms where you can indicate that you would want your body donated to the medical school, at which point I think most of those um, remains end up in cadaver labs where medical students are cutting on that and, and, and looking at things or they're practicing procedures. I don't actually know the ins and outs of that, but I've had, I've had, I mean, definitely clients do that. uh, I've had at least 10. Yeah. Um, but in that circumstance, right, there's like no body for any type of services because usually. Yeah, no, you have to be you're taken directly from wherever you passed away to the to the. And then um, but there are cremate it when they're done. Yeah. And I you do get something back. Right. Yeah. And I, I have to point out that one of the best unintended puns I ever made in my life was regarding this because what happens is I was telling a client I said so when you because he wanted to donate his body to the University of Utah Medical School and he said and I said and one of the benefits of doing that is that they will after they're finished and your remains can no longer be used in a research setting they will cremate your body and for free and send the the cremains back to your family for free because at that point you would have you will have earned 
your cremation. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I didn't even realize, because I, I, was, I was actually trying to communicate that you would have, because you allowed your body to be used for scientific yeah. purposes, and that, that in return, they would cremate your body, and you would have earned E-A-R-N-E-D, earned, like you you worked for and okay, earned. earned some money but yeah. the client looked at me and he's actually a friend that lives in our neighborhood and he just he's like got this really dry sense of humor and he looked at me and he smiled and he goes earned very clever <laughs> and then i had to say all and then i just went oh my gosh so if anybody hasn't caught on yet we're talking about the urn the 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 thing that in meet the parents got knocked off of the mantle mantle and the cat did its business in it and so the thing that they put ashes in the urn you are in so i earned does anybody do we need to point this out or has this been painful no, I enough think, i think we got it Nathan. <laughs> the dead horse has been kicked yeah okay so you can donate your body to science they'll use you as a cadaver you will have earned your you can creation. use nathan pun to explain to your family yes hey i'm doing it this way and but I it is i mean it is i've i love puns um so i sometimes make them on purpose and then claim they're unintended no pun intended but that was the most unintended pun i've ever made and it's also one of the best that is a good one yeah that, i so anyway, there's documents that we help people create and fill out, and we guide people through that, um, the process of filling those out so they're comfortable with what they've um, dictated. We do that as all part, all part of uh, a comprehensive estate plan. Now go ahead and give us the now, disclaimer. Okay. So Nathan and I are both attorneys. And, but we do this podcast for educational purposes only. So we are not giving legal advice for your specific situation. You need to seek independent legal counsel and are to use the things we share in this podcast for general education only. Good. I like it. And we are not advocating for people to have pig kidneys sewn to their legs or simply reporting something that happened recently. So you're not condemning it or supporting it? I, I'm you're not condemning it. I'm not supporting it. I'm just saying it's an interesting development. Mm, that is interesting. It is interesting. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to take a position. Well, you know, it's dangerous these days to take a position because you take the wrong position and you'll just, they'll just shut your podcast down. So <laughs> don't want that to happen. Yeah. I mean, I thought there was rules against censorship and that kind of thing, but you know, who knows anymore? Who knows? It's a crazy world we live in. So Nathan, you talked about how we can, we can donate our bodies to science and help further the human cause. But, um, and there's a whole form and everything you have to do if you want to do that. Um, yeah, and it differs a little bit from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. In yeah. Utah, it's called the Utah Advanced Healthcare Directive. Well, and then at the University of Utah will actually have paperwork they'll have you fill out ahead of time too, so. What do you mean? 
Um, they Are have you talking about for body donation. Yeah, for body donation. Oh, I was saying. Yeah, no, I thought you were going. Oh, so there's, yeah. There's there's else. actually a form yeah. for both scenarios. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us what the forms are, Mike? Well, so that one's if you want to donate your body. You what need is? To get, um, each each organization that accepts it has a form they have you the fill out. The body donor form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what the official name. They, I don't it's know called they, a body donor form. Is it? Oh, I didn't know it had a name. I just called it the form. Um, but Well, given what we do, that could be a little bit ambiguous, but okay. But... Um, but for everything else, there is Utah and most states use the same verbal, you know, terminology, but it differs a little from state to state. But then you have an advanced healthcare directive, right? In that document, an advanced directive, a living will, a special healthcare power of attorney. Those are all medical power of attorney. Some medical power of attorney. Yeah, yeah. So that document's really, really important. It says who can make medical decisions for you if you can't. And it also usually covers if when you would want someone to take you off life support, mm-hmm. what the guidelines are for that. But usually there's also a clause in there about organ donation. Yep. And medical research. And medical research and trial drugs, right? Like you're really sick and they're, they say, hey, we got this new trial drug. We think it will help. Then yep. should they be? doing that for you or is that something you don't want so it should cover all those right yeah yeah and this is a big deal like i i'm old enough maybe you're not but some a lot of our listeners will be old enough to remember the terry shivo Mm -hmm. situation down in florida where and i always get this wrong i think terry's husband wanted to let her go yeah and Terry's parents wanted to keep her alive. I could have that backwards. I'm not trying to get it wrong. I'm sorry if I got it wrong, but it was a dispute between a parent and a, and a spouse. And the thing that made this case newsworthy and noteworthy and, and really kind of hard to watch was that Terry had I mean, she was still, if you looked at her, you wouldn't necessarily know that she was, you'd know there was, that she had issues, that she had problems, but she still was, her eyes would, she would open and close her eyes. I don't think she verbalized, but she could, she was, she was awake. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably pretty rare that somebody's actually awake. Um, But it, it turned into a major, major court battle that had reporters parked outside, you know, with satellite trucks for weeks. Went to Supreme Court. I don't remember that, but that's a good point. Yeah, it went all the way to Supreme Court. What ultimately happened? I don't even remember. It took Did the her Supreme off. Court allow her to be taken off? At some point. Yeah, I don't, we don't know. We don't know, sorry. Apologies for the attorneys that we don't know the Supreme <laughs> Court outcome on that one, but 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 the reason I bring up Terry Shivo while Mike hurries and tries to salvage the podcast by finding out what the Supreme Court <laughs> determined, but Determined. the reason we bring that up is because that's the example of the thing that you absolutely do not want to have happen. You do not want 
family members going to court fighting over what should happen because not only are you then spending gobs of money on hospital care that you may not want but there's also massive legal fees mounting so the easier thing is just make it clear in your documents again i mean i don't know it feels like we say this every episode work with a trusted advisor who can help you um make those decisions ahead of time. So there's two, two themes that always come out in our podcast episodes, trusted advisor, somebody that Mm -hmm. understands what you want, understands the law, knows how to connect those two things up and actually cares about what happens to you. And secondly, you have to do it in advance, right? Because if this gentleman that allowed his body to be used to have a kid, a pig kidney transplant, hadn't made his wishes known, there's no way his body could have been used in that way, legally. So we, um, we want you to, to please go out and meet with someone and talk through those issues because I've actually seen some really sad scenarios where kids have been, and other loved ones have been put in a really hard position of needing to decide whether or not their loved one lives or dies and they have zero guidance. Um, one of those, this person would know who he is, but um, is a friend of mine and a professional that works sort of in our industry, but um, he had a parent, uh, he's the oldest, he had kids that were or sorry, he had siblings that were still minors. Um, and his um, mother had just been to his home visiting because he just had a new baby. And she drove a couple hours home to her house and stepped inside her front door and had a stroke out of nowhere and was not responsive she was in the hospital on life support. He was the oldest and he was not very old. I mean, he was probably in his mid twenties. His mom did not have any kind of legal directive. He had to sit down with his siblings again, some of whom were not yet 18. I think some were even still like early high school age. Mm. And that family, those kids, there was no father or husband in the picture. They had to make the decision to unplug her. And to this day, he tells that story when he meets with clients as a way to help them understand the importance of getting their legal planning in place. So don't leave your family members in that situation. You want to Um, be clear what you want. You really don't want the Terry Schiavo. You don't want the scenario where you're 20 year old and you have minor kids where they have to sit down together as a group and decide, okay, what do we do? And then they have to live with wondering whether or not they made the right decision for the rest of their lives. So I forgot this about the, um, the case. So finally, yeah, Terry Shivo finally in on March 24th of 2005, the judge denied a petition to 2005. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I thought that was way earlier than that. Started in 92. Oh, she was kept alive. 
for yeah. 13 years um yeah i think that's what it's saying here because like holy cow um oh i lost that spot i was at but in 2005 there was an order um yeah so in march of 2005 after it went through appeals and went sent back to because if the supreme court weighs in they send it back to the trial court right and to really they don't fix the issue they don't the, the they hospital's don't not going to act on the supreme court's ruling mm -hmm. so finally eventually goes back and the judge um, denies a petition the dry the trial judge and signed an order forbidding anyone from taking her off of hospice because they had put her on hospice at this point in hospice okay, so that means only palliative so only comfort care pain meds um keeping them functional but otherwise not life not not trying to save their life or no expectation she's going to improve. Yeah. They're basically so, just helping her die dign make, in a dignified, pain-free fashion. Exactly. So they should have taken her off any feeding tubes, breathing machines usually. So, but this is what's interesting about this order, Nathan. They, the, the judge ordered that every, he directed every single sheriff, the, the language actually says each and every and singular sheriff of the state of Florida to enforce his order. And then wow. the then it was appealed to the second district court of appeals the following day, which there was a stay under state this law. This is after it's already been to the, to the United States Supreme Court. Yeah. It was appealed again. Uh-huh. Okay. So then while the stay was in effect, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement were getting ready to take Terry back to the hospital to reinsert the feeding tube. Oh Once Greer... So once Judge Greer heard about the stay from federal court, he ordered it lifted and all parties stood down. So I don't even know how that procedural. And then Governor Bush decided to obey the court order despite a lot of pressure not to follow it. And so it means what? That she was not taken off hospice and she was finally allowed to die? Yeah, they left her on hospice. So if, if Governor Bush would have ignored the lower court judge's order and tried to take her off of hospice, then there was going to be a throwdown between the local police and the National Guard. <laughs> so it kind of goes without saying, I hope that you do not wow. want your healthcare scenario to result in a Supreme Court appeal, all this, a trial, an appeal to a state judge, an appeal to the federal or to the Florida Supreme Court, an appeal to the United States Supreme Court, uh, remand back to the Florida trial court, mm -hmm. uh, order to every sheriff in the in every county in every every county in the state of Florida, and then the governor getting involved to prevent a throwdown between local police and national guard. Like, yeah, there's a quote costs that hundreds local, of millions of dollars if you put all the resources that went into this. The local police discuss whether they had enough officers to hold off the National Guard. What? <laughs> yeah, that's why it's a famous case, because that's just one little part Wowzers. of it. There's like a billion other parts. So, so do your directive. Just make things easier for everyone. So, so Nathan, um, 
there's something called the pulsed form out there that confuses a lot of people. You know, sometimes people yeah. say, my mom and dad had a DNR. So is a DNR the same thing as a healthcare directive? And what no, are you really... cannot have a DNR. There's no such thing as a DNR and a healthcare directive. There is one option on the Utah form that sort of reads like a DNR. And it basically says, I choose not to receive care for the purpose of prolonging life, including food and fluids by tube, antibiotics, CPR, dialysis being used for the purpose of prolonging life. However, I do want routine medical care and comfort measures to keep me as functional as possible. I think I almost recited that verbatim because yeah, I've only looked good. at it a couple of thousand times. Yeah, I think you got um, but, but that's not a DNR. Um, the only way you get a true DNR, like where there's a, there's like a placard on your door, wherever you're at that says, do not on resuscitate or something like that is if a physician, or I actually learned something by pulling up the, the pulse form. Um, it can be a physician, at least this is the Utah form. It can be a physician. It can be a PA. It can be nurse practitioner. Uh, an advanced practice nurse. Yep. So a nurse practitioner, any of those uh, credentialed people can fill this out, but even filling out the pulse order, which a pulse order stands for uh, provider order for life-sustaining treatment. So it's an acronym pulsed. Um, there's, there are actually multiple options on the post order, only one of which is the true do not resuscitate, yeah. allow natural death. Mm -hmm. um, but, and then there is um, a section on here that says, um, I do have an advanced directive. I want it reviewed and confirmed so that we make sure that it's not. Oh, so it says advanced directive available, reviewed and confirmed without conflicts. So it doesn't just say make my pulse order override my um, advanced directive. It says we've reviewed them and there's no conflicts. And I suppose that if there were conflicts, then you'd want to redo your Healthcare advanced directive. directive to make it comport with your I don't, pulse order. I don't think they get reviewed. Well, right. I mean, I'm I mean, saying what they should should happen. They should, but I really. No, so a they lot of don't. people like, do you have a healthcare directive? Yeah. Do you know where it is? Uh, I don't know. No. Okay. Well, we're going to fill out this pulse form mm -hmm. and we'll just leave that. Well, and then there. the, the box they check in that scenario is no advanced directive available. Yeah. Yeah. Which is mm -hmm. probably it's checked on most of them. So, so when would you fill out a pulse form? So I'm, you know, I'm fairly young and healthy. I have an advanced healthcare directive. Should I have a pulse form? No, your advanced directive is going to be sufficient. So at least the, my understanding, um, and and we only function in the in the Utah jurisdiction really on this. So um, again, we already set our disclaimer. Um, my understanding is that, and Mike, you have a background in long term care prior to becoming an attorney. Um, is if I have a terminal diagnosis, so say I have stage four pancreatic cancer, mm -hmm. I can get a true DNR where the doctor will say, if I have a stroke or a heart attack, 
yeah. and I'm, I'm not breathing and don't have a pulse, do not do anything to try to revive me because it'd be more humane to let me just pass from that natural cause than to make me, than to revive me and let me finish dying of stage four cancer. Yeah. Cause also, like, so cause right. Ahead, sorry. If you're healthy, like there's no reason to think you'd want a DNR, right? Like if you had a heart attack, you probably want to be re- revived. Yes. Like, oh, for sure. I mean, I still have minor children to raise. Yeah. If you're help, like, even if, you know, even if your kids are, you know, even if you're a little, even if you're older, yeah, for sure, even if you're older and you are otherwise healthy, you want revived. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Maybe so, if you're hundred, maybe not. I've even had people get a little worried about that option on the directive that says, I do not want artificial life support. Cause they're, and they're people that are, you know, between 60 and 80 and they're still concerned. They're like, well, unless I'm not ever coming back, like, unless I'm coming back as a cucumber, yeah, I don't, I want yeah. you to, I want you to help me come back. I have grandkids. I have, I like to play golf. I like to read books. I travel, I hike, I bird watch you don't so, it's not just raising kids but so it, probably the easy answer with the pulse form is your 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 medical provider will bring it up when it's appropriate yeah like if like, you're going into a long-term care facility and there's a chance you could pass away there um or you have a terminal diagnosis or other scenario where your doctor feels it's appropriate they're going to bring it up yeah yeah so they and they enough know, people they know, know about that. a dnr that like if I was dealing with my mom or, well, I'm not a good example because I know this stuff way better than the majority of, of just the general population, but even somebody from the general population would know if their family member is in a bad way, they're going to ask the doctor, should we have a DNR? Mm-hmm. At which point the doctor will discuss that with them. Yeah. So we don't fill out post orders. We don't say when it's appropriate for that to happen. That's up to a physician or a PA or an advanced practice nurse. We do deal with the advanced healthcare directive. So you're young, you're healthy, aside from it, you're a type one diabetic. I'm joking. You can be a healthy person and have type one diabetes. And it actually does help to have the pump and the monitor. You're way healthier if you do that. Yeah. But should Mike have a, an advanced healthcare directive? For sure. Yeah. Everyone, everyone. Do you have one? Oh, yes. Yeah. So do I. I do. So everyone really wants this. Once you hit 18, you really should have one. Like, because you don't know when you're going to have a medical issue come up and your family's got to decide how to handle that. And mm-hmm. if you don't have one, then we're stuck with a bunch of default rules that could be problematic. So it could result in a throwdown between local police and the national guard. That is so crazy. Isn't it? That is, I, that's, I'm going to, you, you know should. what? I'm pulling up an article and I'm going back and I'm reading about this because we should do a podcast. My on this case. Yeah, we need to. Cause that is insane. It's, it's it is. Crazy. We'll have to do pig kidney part two. Maybe we won't call <laughs> it that, but we will have to do based on what you just pulled up. We'll have to go through the, mm-hmm. the history of that case. Cause if it, 
I did not know that it went from 92 to 2005. We'll have to take a position. So you'll have to either take the husband's position or the parent's position and then okay. I'll take the other. All right. And we'll, we can relit do that. we'll relitigate it. Okay. Let's really, let's relitigate it. <laughs> okay. Sounds fun. So kind of where we're at with our listeners at this stage is they might just be like, their heads are blowing up because we've talked about so much stuff, different kinds of forms and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So what would you say to someone that if they haven't followed this you know, because it hasn't been linear. We've kind of jumped all over the place. Yeah, we can. But I have to say that this one on the, whoops, it's this way, on the scale yeah. of like entertainment, excitement, it's been way up more, here. I think it was a little more fun than most. Yeah. yeah. Give it a. Um, but what would you say just kind of to wrap this up and put a nice bow on it for our listeners? So, you definitely need to go sit down with your trusted advisor and go through all three of these issues, how you want things handled burial wise. If you pass away, how you would want things handled medically. Um, if you are incapacitated and then really get clear on what, you know, your criteria are, what, what, what's your criteria if you want to be taken off of life support. And if you don't have a trusted advisor, then at the bare minimum, you should go onto your state's local government website and find what their um, advanced healthcare directive form looks like, and they usually have some good instructions to help you fill it out. And you should at the bare minimum have that filled out. Yeah. And, and, and use that as the placeholder until you do find a trusted legal advisor to sit down and go through this with you in detail as part of setting up an, an amazing estate plan that is going to keep your family from having all other sorts of headaches and problems when it comes, not if, when it becomes yeah. necessary for those that's, documents to come into play. Yeah, that's one, like of all the forms, the healthcare directive usually always gets used. Like, I mean, yep, it comes up. So yeah, and it comes up faster than you think. Like I did my in-laws planning um, a couple, well, probably three, four years ago and less than a, less than two years later, Unfortunately, sadly, tragically, we were looking at my father-in-law's healthcare directive and we were handing that to a hospice provider. Mm -hmm. So you, you can never do this soon enough. Like nope. Mike said, if you're 18 or older, you should have these in place. You got to have that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks everyone. I hope you... You've been listening to Legacy Lawyers with Michael Haslam and Nathan Croxford. We give you the juicy detail of cases that our law firm has dealt with. We take out the lawyer talk and legalese and show you what options some of our clients had to choose from to fix their situation. The effects of not doing planning can be devastating. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and Instagram at Voyant Legal. Call us at 801-951-0500 or send us an email at team at voyantlegal.com. And for commonly asked questions, hit voyantlegal.com slash resources. We'll see you next time.